Warning! The following podcast contains coarse language and vulgarity in it. Listeners have a sensitive disrespectfulness. Dystopian. Dis. This town. Oh! It's coming like a ghost town. Listeners who can't handle it should tune out. In it. Hello, 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 hello. With me in the studio, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello. And Marsha MacDonald. Yep, peeps, what up? The title of this episode is Right, Said Fred, which despite its appearances, has nothing to do with the Fairbrass Brothers and the fantastic pop outfit from the early 90s. I'm too sexy for my love. Rather, Marsha, you've joined a writing group, a writing club. Yeah. Is this podcast mostly going to be about that? Well, we've given it a title. I think we've committed. In All the right. same way that you committed to your first chapter, which I understand yeah. was less than popular. Yeah. I don't know. Talk to me. Well, Dookie, I'm uh, writing. Uh, you know, I, I struggle to say I'm writing a novel because it makes me sound like a pretentious dick. But, you know, there you go. That's what's happening. Mm. So I thought I'd go along to this workshop run by this guy that I met in a class that I took. Okay. Right. And he's... A writing class. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's set up his own... Workshop because I don't know why. I guess I guess he wants to practice teaching, right? So he thought he would practice on us, uh, you know, just because. As you do. This guy's more posh than you are. Right. This guy mm. is. If you guys had like a posh off. He'd win, hands down. He'd kick your ass. He's well, so posh. I'm very happy for him. Tell them where he lives. Yeah, yeah. He lives in Chelsea. I guess it's like, you know, okay, so like the King's Road is what, like the equivalent of like Park Avenue. Right. Would you say that's right? Yeah, you're using a New York reference. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I'm just trying to, you know, set the scene so that people know, like, this guy is seriously posh. So if if you say King's Road, that's like Park Avenue. So this chap, what's his name? Well, I'm going to call him Fred. Hence the name of this episode, yeah. right, said Fred. Because he's, you know, he needs he needs a pseudonym. Right. To protect the guilty. Yeah. So he lives in a flat that's all just 
off the Pasha Street in London. Hang on. He just lives in a flat. Yeah, yeah, he lives oh, in he a flat. Oh, he doesn't have run of a full house. No, but uh, he doesn't no. pay any rent. You know, like his mom and dad bought him this place. Right. Right? So I was kind of excited to see it. Because I thought, you know, who? what chance does, do I have of going to see a guy who's this rich, right? He's really rich. He went to Eaton. Right. Right, which is where, isn't that where David Cameron went? Yes, and pretty much every politician yeah. who's been a little bit evil. Yeah, so he went to Eaton and his his family, I guess they bought him this place. And so I was kind of excited to see it. Right. So I get there and there's a, he's got a mansion across the street from him. Like and I mean like really like a mansion. See that person is wealthy. Yeah, and that that I this, mean a mansion. This Frederick, I'm not so convinced really. I think yeah. he's middling in the wealthy stakes. Well, I don't know. I think if you've got an apartment right off King's Road, like you're pretty posh. He's filthy rich, let's face it. But hang on. You said that you met him in a writing course workshop thingy. Yeah, on the in this class that both of us used to do. But he now wants to be a teacher. Yeah, that's right. So working on the premise of those who can do do and those who can't teach. Yeah. Is he running this group, this writing club with a view to not doing but then criticizing yeah. the work of others yeah yeah he said he can't he he's got like writer's block like he hasn't written anything except facebook posts for like since our class ended right I mean, if you're going to use that as a benchmark most of my friends are writers well yeah exactly so he thought that teaching a class would like stick a a, a you know a firecracker up his ass to like write his own novel right mm. i don't think it is Right. Mm. So anyway, so I, you know, I think oh, I'll go along because, you know, it's nice to get some feedback from people. Yes. Writing is quite a lonely and solitary affair. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, we know that this didn't go very well, which is why Sylvia is here, because Dookie, had she to had pick, to pick up the pieces. I had to pick up the pieces, Dookie. Just how? I had to pick up the pieces. How bad was it? It was, Dookie, it sounds like it was terrible. It sounds awful, but it was it was kind of in, interesting. Marcia came home fuming, mm. absolutely fuming. Mm. Yeah, I was, you know, don't waste my time. To our new listeners, Sylvia and Marcia live in the same abode together. Yes, very happily. Here is here a house of very very happy. Yeah, and, and thank God she was there that night because. You know, I kind of needed to offload. Mm. So, you know, I had envisaged like, you know, a bunch of us sitting around on sofas, you know, kind of shooting the shit with each other over each other's stuff. Mm. Right. That's not what happened. What happened? Well, okay. So firstly, do you want to hear about the apartment? I would. Flat Chelsea, you assume it's going to be... An absolute kind of epicenter of style and you know all the lashings of yeah. of a wealthy person. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of excited because I like to see houses in London. I just like to see where people live because it's cool. And anyway, so I was kind of excited. And you know, what is a place 
just off the King's Road. What does it look like? You know, when, how often are you going to have a chance to go into somebody's house right off the King's Road? Probably not very, right? Mm. So that was kind of exciting. So I get to this municipal building, right? And he buzzes me in. And the first thing I notice is there's signs all over the hallways saying uh, danger asbestos removal. So this would lead me to believe that the block of flats or house that his converted flat is based in was built in the 50s or 60s. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Or like, at yeah. least refurbished at some stage. So this yeah, is, no, no, this no, no. I think it was built, built in the 60s. Right. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like... You know, whatever. But, you know, it's just kind of disappointing. When you say that this place was filled with period features, it would be the period features of mid-1960s swinging London. Only if you consider asbestos to be a period feature, which I'm sure you could argue that it is. I'm sure an estate agent could find some sort yeah, of spin. I'm sure they would. So, mm. I, you know. And this well-insulated flat using exactly. modern techniques... There's no elevator and he lives like on the, I don't know, the 198th floor. And so I... Right, that's, that means no lift and he's probably on the 110th floor. <laughs> it wasn't that high, but there were a <laughs> lot of... St so I, I, I'm like having a heart attack by the time I get there. So he lets me in and I'm thinking, right, that we're all going to be sitting around on, on couches, you know, shooting the breeze. And he has set up his living room like a classroom, what, in a, a horseshoe? Yeah, shape? yeah. He bought tables, oh, like classroom tables, right? And no. He, yeah, no. He's, and so you walk in, and he, he's got the living room set up like, you know, it's just like walking into a classroom. The only thing that was missing was a flip chart or, or, or a chalkboard, right? Mm. So, and, and the living room is amazing. You know, it's huge, but he doesn't have a bedroom. So basically the apartment is nothing but an enormous living room. And then he's got it like set up like a classroom, but like his bed and night table are right there and all his clothes and stuff. Cause the apartment doesn't have a bedroom. So it's kind of weird. I'm like, yeah. Okay. So you set it up like a, a classroom, but I'm looking at your, you're like, I don't know. I'm looking at your bed to see whether you have Snoopy bed sheets. Did he? I don't know. Were there any stains, suspect or otherwise? I didn't look that far. He has a piano. So he has a piano, but he doesn't have a separate place to sleep. But what was his kitchen yeah, like? Yeah, no, I was like, uh, I didn't actually see the kitchen, which I was kind of disappointed about. But does he yeah. even have a kitchen? Yeah, he, he does, the kitchen is separate. I mean, why does this matter? It's only because I thought the place was going to be like really cool to be in, and it wasn't. Sounds I'm like not, a bit of a shithole. Yeah trying to be a snob i'm i'm just saying you know when you set yourself up to see like you know princess diana's boudoir what you don't want to end up with is it just looks like a normal place did you have to wear a mask because of the asbestos oh yeah i was kind of like you know a warning would have been nice so anyway do you want me to carry on yes please <laughs> is this interesting to anyone <laughs> I actually, I actually find it to be quite interesting. <laughs> and so, Dookie, it gets better. So how many people took part in this class? Let's see, eight. So he bought eight school desks. Well, not desks, but like, you know, like fold away tables. 
Right. That he arranged in like, like you said, like a horseshoe where, and then his table was at the front so that he could, you know, lord it over everyone. Goodness. So he said that it was going to start at seven, right? And there were a few of us there. So I got there at seven. Now, Dookie. Mm. Jesus Christ. The, 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 can I, there's, I think Irene's given a a warning for this episode. Is that right? She did at the very Uh, beginning. So, coarse language is a regular feature on this show, but but I think it's going to be more. It's going to be turbocharged. The fucking around with the cookies. I'm sorry, but you British people should just turn that into an Olympic sport. What, the fucking around with confectionery? Uh, And baked goods. uh, What kind of cookies? Should I call them biscuits? I guess you guys call them biscuits. Bickies is also acceptable. Yeah, okay. So what kind of biscuits? Do you want these kind of biscuits or you want those kind of biscuits? Do you want that kind of tea or do you want this kind of tea? And then he starts putting... He had a selection of teas. He had, yeah. He had your normal English tea and then he had some kind of herbal stuff. Right. He fucked around with the biscuits and the tea for half an hour. I am not joking you. So you arrive at 7 o'clock assuming that it was going to be an immediate start. And 7.31 arrives and you're still deciding on what Bickies And then And people are sitting there going, oh, no, I really shouldn't have the the raspberry jam biscuit because, oh, that would be so naughty and I can't do that. Oh, no, 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 you had the biscuit. Oh, I really shouldn't have another bit. Have the fucking biscuit and shut up. Mm. That's my. That is how I feel about it. Sounds as though you've got a couple of food fascists in this Jesus, group. either have it or don't, but shut the fuck up. I don't care whether you have the fucking biscuit or not. I don't care. So you're 32 minutes now into this session, and you've not even gone through a single piece that somebody oh, submitted. Oh, God, no. And how does it work out? What, what were the mechanics of this particular group? Because... It's a writing group, which means people need to have a decent amount of time to read submissions. We, yeah, we'd emailed around the week before. So there was a build-up to this. And me, like some kind of a mug, volunteered to send my first chapter around for our first workshop. Right? Ooh, very brave. So let's just say I was kind of crapping myself. Good off. My word. I'm not averse to criticism. You know, I don't, you know, I've, it's fine. It's just that, you know, it makes me a little nervy. You know, I, I, you don't know, especially with complete strangers, you don't know what they're going to say, right? This is your heart and soul and you're going to be having yeah. food fascists and yummy mummies. You're putting it out there. Really tearing you a new asshole. In terms of your literary prowess speaking of yummy mummies mm. somebody came with their baby oh no i just used yummy mummy in kind of a a general term somebody actually brought their kid along i hated her instantly uh how old was this kid a, a toddler the baby mm. uh, i don't know i think she said he's like six months oh blimey so you know a proper nappy wearing yeah my word dookie i don't even know where to start so frederick he tried to do like some Games. Games as an icebreaker or... Yeah, kind of, yeah. But he was also still trying to teach us something. Just so that we can put a face to Frederick, who would play him in the film of this writing group? Uh, Oh, God, that's a good question. 
who played Julian Assange in the movie? Was that ben- Benedict Cumberbatch? <laughs> Cumberbatch, yes. But I mean, would would Benedict Cumberbatch actually be a good person no, for the role? No. But he'd have to be really blonde. Like he's like really blonde. Right. Right. So you're looking for kind of chubby cheeked, kind of. So- are you sure Boris Johnson wasn't running this particular group? Boris Johnson in his first, <laughs> first acting, acting role. role. Except he, he's too old. Right? How old is Boris? Boris Johnson was born in New York City, which is in the United States of America in 1964. 64. I don't know what that means. How, how old is he's he? He's going to be, well, he's 52 now. He's going to be 53 this year. Okay, yeah. He's like 20 years too old. But yeah. That style of person boris johnson Indeed. how did you know it's like you're psychic you said chubby you said blonde yeah it, boris johnson yes. if he was like 20 years younger 20 yeah i don't know how old fred is i mean i think he's like he's like one of these man boys who's got like the bear like he's gonna be eternally 12 oh, peter pan complex not that he looks all that young, but it's just the way he carries himself. That he's like a fourteen-year-old boy. But yeah, Boris Johnson, right? Boris. I think that's really, really important because I have Boris Johnson twenty years ago being a bit of a, a deliberate buffoon. The yeah, guy, the a guy's... buffoon. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you got it. It's like you were there. You got it. You mm. got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. And man, can the man fuck around with biscuits? The fucking around dookie. Oh, my God. What biscuits did you opt for? Oh, God. What do you call them? The things with a jam. Oh. Jammy Dodgers. Oh, Jammy Dodgers. Yeah. Very nice. Jammy. Yeah. What is... I don't care. (laughs) And Jaffa Cakes. In the world of Bickies, Jaffa Cakes are a little bit naff. What's the deal with you British people and the biscuits? I don't get it. We like hot beverages and... They tend to accompany Yeah, them. but it's all the like, oh, I really shouldn't. And oh, really? And oh, I can't just either have it or don't. I don't give a shit. I don't think that just is a British thing. I think that's just anybody living in the Western world. Oh, goodness. Oh, I need to look after my figure. I'm so sorry. You guys can talk about them for a really long time. Mm. You guys really like your cookies. You really, like, really. Mm. You really, really like them. You like them beauty. a lot. Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure. So, Boris Johnson, excuse me, Frederick, is dishing out the bickies, um, a selection of coffee. It was coffee made available. No, no, just tea. And and by this point, you know, I'm ready to get in a warm bath with, you know, a hairdryer thrown into it. That, you know, it's like, can we start? And and the, the... the problem also was is that the next morning I had to get up at five. Like, seriously. I had to get up at five because I had work outside of London and, and I had to catch a train from Paddington at seven and it takes like an hour and a half to get to Paddington. Mm. So I was like, you know, can we move along here, people? I got a train to catch in like 12 hours. Right? Mm. And then there's, I got to call her. I got, I can't use her real name. I, I Can I just call her Bitch Face? Bitch Face. Uh, bitch Face is a bit harsh. We need to give her a name. Something being. What's a bitchy female name? Let's use a name that really doesn't exist. Sebastiana. Then there's Sebastiana. Mm. Who, 
for reasons that are still a mystery to me, has taken an instant dislike to me. And when I say dislike, that is putting it mildly. This impetuous hussy. This woman wants to drive an ice pick in between my eyes. What gave you that impression? What evidence? Jesus, she hated me. Well, firstly, because she was on time too. And she was sitting next to me through all the fucking about with the biscuits. Mm. And... Frederick said something about how his family had put the the apartment on the market, but they didn't get the asking price for it, right? Mm. And then he went into the kitchen to do more fucking around with the fucking biscuits. Hang on. Wait. Rewind. Yeah. You said that he didn't have to pay rent for this because he was given this flat. But in reality, his parents own it. So Yeah, but merely... I think they bought it for him. Right. I mean, yeah. You know. They've decided to sell it, though. Well, not anymore, because they didn't get, you right. know, the 68 million or whatever they were asking for. Maybe they're worried about the asbestos and the dodgy bickies. So he goes into the, yeah, maybe it was the, you know, you went, here's, a, here's a little tip for you if you're trying to sell your house is uh, take down the danger asbestos signs around. Hmm. That would be my, I don't know anything about selling houses, but d- wouldn't that be a good idea? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, got to... it's like take down the sign that says warning, you know, giant sinkhole in the front yard, you know? This characterful flat features impressive signage. Exactly. And safety features. And and, and it's good for your uh, fitness levels because by the time I made it to the top of the stairs, I was genuinely fearing for my heart rate. Mm. Okay, so it's good for that. So anyway, so he tells us he tried to sell it and it didn't work and he disappears. And for want of, you know, conversation, because we're sitting in silence, I turned to Sebastiana and made some stupid small talk like, uh, you know, oh, it's a nice flat or something. Mm. And she proceeds to verbally tear off my head and piss down my neck maybe she lost a family member to asbestos caused cancer perhaps but she said something like well i don't see why they can't sell it oh dear and 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 i in in a tone dookie it's all about the tone Mm. in a tone that said to me i hate you and all of your beloveds Mm. She hates me and anyone who's associated with me. Also, where did I've Frederick never met her before to? in my life. Where did Frederick disappear to? It's a tiny flat. You did the he... kitchen is actually down a hallway that's like I don't know five feet long. Oh, so it, it's like it's like a studio with a separate kitchen. It's a studio mm. flat with a yeah with a mm. separate kitchen. So nice. I thought, okay, I, I've Awkward. never, I've never met you before in my life. I have no idea what I've done to offend you, but it appears as though I have. So fine. Mm. What else do you want to know? Who else is there? There's, there's a, there's a stage lady there. Who, a theatrical person. Theater lady. Oh, hello. Who's. You know, if I asked you to draw a picture of a woman who works in the theater, who's not an actress, but who works in the theater, you and all of your listeners would draw this woman. 
Right. She's like draped in fabric. You know, she's wearing like, you know, 38 yards of fabric draped Mm. and big topaz jewelry. I I imagine somebody who has an impressive frame. She's got an impressive frame Mm. that's draped in an impressive amount of fabric, right? Right. So there's theater lady and there's baby woman who... The hatred that Sebastiana had for me, I had for baby woman. Not because of her baby. Her baby was really cute. Mm. And then there was psychiatrist guy. Oh, dear. Who was sitting across from me staring at me. Did he ask you to you know, extend your body onto the, I felt <laughs> the like chaise the lounge way, that was know, next to the I the felt tables. like he was laser beaming his way to my very soul. Right? Goodness. So I'm thinking, I don't know what your problem is. So it's Sebastiana treating you like you were a cunt. Yeah. And then you had Dr. Freud yeah. who was laser beaming. Yeah. And the theater lady was brain. all right. And, but uh, baby woman you know, she ha- she started talking and she didn't shut up for like three hours. So baby woman, we'll call her Babs. She's Freud's so not a, a Babs, but yeah, she's so not a Babs. And the, the theatrical woman, I'm thinking Thesp, let's call her Tess. Tess is good. She looks like a Tess, actually. Right. Yeah. And, okay. And then there's a guy, you know, the author Dave Eggers. Yes, I do. Yeah, he wrote, what's, Sylvia, what's that? You're the book one. What is that? A Heartbreaking Work of Staggering Genius, which is a good title for me. It certainly is. I remember being impressed with it at the time because it was so different, if slightly annoying. Yeah, I never read it, but I know who this guy, you know, Dave Eggers, you know, he's big, right? Mm. Literary heavyweight. In walks this guy who is the spit of David Eggers. He's this, to the point where I don't actually know. I'm pretty good with names. I don't know what his real name is. To me, he's just Dave. That's not his name, but he's Dave because Mm. he looks exactly like him. That much of a doppelganger. And the first words that come flying out of this guy's mouth Mm. were insert name of literary heavyweight author here Mm. he what can we call just name some literary heavyweight author martin amos yeah so it's not martin amos but it's some other guy Mm. he says can i kingsley amos can i oh yeah yeah but martin's more of an asshole oh well i don't know (laughs) we could talk about that for a long time uh so he the first words out of his mouth are, oh, yeah, Martin Amos has promised to blurb my book when it's released. Oh. Like, you know, like give it a big up on the cover. So how soon after he introduced himself did he... No, no, this is before he introduced himself. (laughs) So before he even tells you his name, he indicates to everyone in attendance that some literary heavyweight is going to blog the fuck out of his latest opus. Before he even sat down. Oh, Before he even sat down, right? Mm. So I'm looking at him like, you're a dick, right? And then, just to increase the dickery, Mm. I got to backtrack a little bit. Can I backtrack? Absolutely. Go for it. 
I apologize to your listeners for this. Sebastiana, some of her piece, because she submitted a piece too. Oh, so it wasn't you, just you, me. You weren't the only person. It was me under the and Sebastiana and Baby Woman. Goodness, who were okay. all going to be critiqued that night? And you read their pieces. Yes. Yeah, so right. we all had to read each other our pieces, and we were going to critique all three. Right. So Sebastiana writes some of her piece in Chinese, as you do, as one does, using Chinese lettering. Oh. Okay. So I'm trying to... How is your understanding of Chinese? Slim. Slim. It's a Cantonese, Mandarin. Languages aren't my strong point. It's up there with geography. Uh, Where are we now? Yeah, I don't even know whether this place (laughs) is an island or what. Um, The Chinese characters. So the... When I'm trying to download her piece and my computer keeps crashing and it keeps going like font not recognized and then it crashes. It completely crashes to the point where I have to. And this happened like six times. And finally, I cottoned on. Oh, it's because she's used these Chinese characters and my computer, for some reason, is objecting. Mm, Your computer has gone. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm. So your computer's protesting the work conditions for young Chinese people. Exactly. Right. So I thought I hate this bitch because she keeps crashing my computer and I haven't even met her yet. Mm. So anyway, so she's written part of her piece in Chinese characters. Mr. Dave Eggers. The other thing that comes out of his mouth that makes him notable is, well, I'm sure we can all read basic Chinese. Oh, dear. Really? Was he joking, though? No. So he wasn't making light of the fact that... He said, I'm from Australia, and while I was touring around Australia, I managed to learn, and I'm able to speak basic Chinese, which I'm sure we all can do. (sighs) Now, you know what he might as well have said? He might as well have said, I'm a dick. (laughs) Right? And instead of, like, challenging this, we all sat around stroking our chins, except for theater lady who went, oh, yeah, sure, like, kind of laughing, which made me love her. I thought, oh, thank God, somebody's got a sense of humor. So Tess was using some sarcasm yeah. to lighten the mood. But nobody else caught on to this. But, like, Frederick, did, was he nodding? Is Frederick yeah, also God, a Chinese he's nodding along. Oh, yeah, no. You know what Frederick said to it? He said, I'm trying to teach myself French by reading Proust in the original French. <laughs> and I just thought, what is this, a dick off? Like, if you and Frederick could have a posh off, <laughs> right. Frederick and, and Dave Eggers are going to have a dick off. Right. And can I just emphasize, we're not talking about Dave Eggers, the author, because he, he, I've seen him speak. He seems like an OK guy. This guy, I'm only calling him Dave Eggers because he looks just he looks exactly like him. Mm. I'm sure we can all read basic Chinese. <sighs> yeah. Mm. And then Dookie, mm-hmm. if you do a writing course. There's always going to be some asshole. I don't know if there's equivalent in the music world. Tell me if there's an equivalent in the music world. If you get like a, a gaggle of mu- musicians together. 
Is that the collective noun? I think it should be like a a, a crazy. Uh, a complaint of musicians. <laughs> a complaint of musicians. Oh, no, musicians. a judgment of musicians. <gasps> a judgment of musicians. <laughs> I, I love a collective noun. <laughs> tell me if there is... Okay, so if you have a, a, a judgment of musicians together, tell me if there is an equivalent. Every time you get a group of writers together, there's going to be some dickwad who brings up a novel written by some French guy who wrote the entire novel without using the letter E. Sorry to disturb you. This is your semi-friendly factoid checker here. This type of constrained writing technique is known as a lipogram. And a famous French example includes Georges Perec's La Disparation. And if I've mispronounced that, I don't apologize. I'm merely a factoid checker. I'm not a polyglot. Deal with it. Don't ask me why he Hmm. wrote the, but he did. And for some reason, it's always got to get brought up. And, And Dave Eggers brought it up. And Frederick turns around to his bookshelf and takes it off the bookshelf and goes, oh, yeah, I've read it. And I just think, yeah, but why? Is there an equivalent? I suppose when certain musicians start to spout references to musicians and artists that are a really, really challenging listen, that, you know, right. it, it can become quite uh, pretentious, where perhaps they're not really a fan, but they want you to think that they're okay, fans. Okay, yeah. Is there one piece in particular? I can't think of anything offhand, but... It's not like Stairway to Heaven's oh, no, guitar not. solo. Uh, or... No, Certainly, if somebody was going to be talking about intense avant-garde jazz, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that, there you, you know, go. You've got to be a musician to to understand it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. That dissonance. It sounds like wrong notes to you. I I hear a whole tapestry and and, and, and a story being told. I I, I sense emotion. Jesus Christ! This this book always. Can you that... hear a tapestry? You can. Oh now. Christ! This book always has to get mentioned. I always sit there and think, well, yeah, but why? And then Frederick decides to, he pulls it off his bookshelf, and then he said that he tried to write his novel without using the letter M. That's a real shame, because I adore the use of the word mofo. I mean, so what? Every Italian book is going to issue the letter K. All right. Because they don't have the letter K. Oh, don't they? No. All right. Let's... CH gets used ah, instead of that. Which is why, you know, when people say, oh, I want to have a bruschetta. No, it's a bruschetta. Ah, got uh, Anyway, got that's got. besides the point. But the this chap that wrote uh, an entire opus without the use of the word E, where does over-the-top and overly amplified OCD turn into genius? Uh when does it turn into dick watery? I mean, you know, and then Frederick's going to write his novel without using the letter M. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you just call me Arsha for the entire time that I know you? How about that, eh? You call me Arsha. That's a challenge, but is that a sign of, a, of an impressive work? I don't care. God almighty, I don't care. 
So then... These people sound like wankers. Like a wanker. What a wanker. She's got this much talent. Yeah, and there was a couple of young girlies there who, who were journalists. They're all journalists. Dave Eggers a journalist. These two girlies were journalists. One of them works for the tabloids. So I'm like, well, what are you going to tell me about writing a novel when you're writing about what Katie Price wore to the fucking celebrity Big Brother opening the other night? Oh, what was she wearing? I don't know. I don't care. Also, how much authority do you have where one of these tabloid writers taking part in the... Oh, her name will be Tabitha. Good. Yeah, pretty solid. That is good. But how would you feel if... Right, uh, Marsha, uh, can we turn to page three? Um, I'm concerned with dot, dot, dot. Exactly. All that you will think is that this person writes for a publication that once had a page three feature. Yeah, so I'm kind of thinking, you know, I don't... Oh, whatever. And then the psychiatrist guy, he's a journalist for a mental health magazine. Sebastiana, by the way, is a lady of leisure, which is her own phrase. She's a lady of leisure. Right. Right. Meaning her husband makes boo-foo. De Niro, as we say. <laughs> so then... She sounds wonderful. So um, Tess, though, seems the odd one out because she... Does she work in the world of theatre? She's like a theatre director, yeah. Right. She makes her living doing that. So, so one of the young girlies asked me a question about something related to like traveling around London because she wasn't sure. She hadn't lived in London very long. Okay, mm. so she it was a boring question. She asked me about getting around, and 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 baby woman butts in Babs. while while Babs while I'm answering, mm. and, and and completely steamrollers me, and I'm like, well, I thought I was doing okay with that answer. And proceeds to talk for the next 10 minutes about how this woman should should deal with this traveling issue that she had. And, and, and that was only the tip of the iceberg because she proceeded to do that for the rest of the night. So in all, I think I only spoke from then on about 10 words. Because every time my mouth actually opened, this woman would come in and start flapping her jaw. Goodness, and she's repopulating the planet. And Sebastiano, had she kind of relaxed her tone with you by this stage? God, no. The woman was like, you know, emanating hatred for me like a stink. So she was disagreeable from the outset and throughout her the whole Her hatred night. for me was like B.O. Mm. Like it was just like I couldn't get away from it because I was sitting next to her. Ouch. And, and then I got Dr. Freud like staring into my very soul. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your matzo. Exactly. Mm. So then there's a rule in writing courses that when your piece is being critiqued, you don't say anything, right? Mm. Which, which stops people from like explaining because the, the, the idea is that the work should speak for itself. And, and, and you shouldn't say things like, yeah, but that really happened. Because if, if the book's published, you, you know, you're not going to be sitting there next to the reader explaining. Right. So that's the idea mm. that you shouldn't, which is fine. So Fred sets this rule and then we start critiquing Babs's piece. Babs proceeds to flap her jaw all the way through the critique, disagreeing with everything everybody says. That is against the rules. And then everybody starts wanking their intellects. OK, because her piece is actually pretty good. And it's set in Victorian times. So, if you've got 20 minutes to critique somebody's piece, 
you can't just say it's really good. Keep going. Because then you'd still have 19 minutes left. Just keep writing. And that would be wrong. Mm. Okay? Because you can't have 19 minutes spare, right? No. So, and, and I just thought, it's really good. She's obviously a really good writer. Keep going. It's, it's great. No. We couldn't leave it there. We had to have intellect wanking time. Like, people were saying things like, yeah, but, you know, what if, what if the, the servant in the book was actually, I don't know, a cowgirl? What if, what if, what if she was that? Now, let's, and then we have to, you know, talk about Proust, and we have to talk about Amos, and we have to talk about all that crap. Mm. But I'm thinking, but it doesn't need that because we've all agreed that it's really good and she should just keep writing. But that's not good enough. We all need to sit and masturbate our egos. Ouch. Ooh. A cowgirl dookie, really? Ouch. Right? Mm. And, and not that she lets anybody get a word in edgewise because she's... Shouldn't somebody be policing this? Well, yeah, and I'm looking at Frederick going, don't you want to tell her that there's an... But no. God, I hated her. Mm. I really hated her. She sounds like a challenging character. Yeah, and, and you know, she's just everything that I'm not. And, I, you know, you know, when it's just, it's not good. So anyway, we come to mine. Your piece has finally been... After how many hours of being there has finally uh, been... About 42. Disgust. Sebastian has been chit-chatting and, you know, bigging up Babs' piece and, you know, being quite, you know, talkative. Mm. We come to mind. Sebastian didn't say a single goddamn word. And, in fact, sits staring at the table throughout the whole time. Which I'm thinking, that's kind of weird, because she was, she was pretty chatty before. Oh dear. And even if she had something negative to say, you know, she could say it. You know, it's fine. That's what mm. we're here for. Mm. Constructive criticism is welcome. Frederick, Mr. Buffoon, you know, messing around with biscuits. And he says, I'm sorry, like every 10 seconds. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, and, and, he, and he says things like, oh, well, if I wasn't such an idiot, if I wasn't so useful, you know, forelock tugging stuff, you know, I'm so pathetic, poor little maid, yada, yada, yada. Mm. That persona comes off pretty quickly when he's critiquing my piece and he turns into Vladimir Putin. Right, so he goes from Boris Johnson to yeah. the man from the CIS. Jesus H. Holy Christ. Oh. So, he has my piece in front of him. The buffoonery has gone. The Boris Johnson mask is off. So it's a bit like going from the Boris Johnson that we know to that photo have you seen of boris johnson playing football in tokyo yeah yeah where he's like knocking <laughs> yes. the kid over <laughs> yeah this little kid it's a quarter Jesus. of his age yeah. and weight not such a buffoon now are mm, you there yeah. mister a highly competitive he, character frederick might as well have stripped to the waist and climbed on top of a stallion with an ak-47 dookie mm. 
He's got my piece in front of him. Mm. And I'll tell you what he does. He does the verbal equivalent of this. Mm. Like, so like the day before, say, imagine, imagine he had kind of a dicey burrito for Ooh, lunch. Dicey. Yeah. yeah. A little dicey, mm. right? And then for dinner, he decides to have like a shrimp curry. Mm, a prawn curry. Yeah. That's maybe not the freshest. Okay. Right. Mm. So we got a dicey burrito for lunch and maybe not the best shrimp curry for dinner. Mm. And now he's, it's 24 hours later and he's got my piece in front of him and things are rumbling. You know that feeling? Tummy rumblings are being felt and heard. And that diciness is making itself known. Mm. And he does the verbal equivalent of taking his pants down, lining up his butthole right over my piece, and letting fly. Oh. That's what he did, Dickie. So quite literally... He had verbal diarrhea with regards to his opinions on your piece. He let fly. And by piece, are we talking one chapter, one chapter. excerpt of... One chapter. So one chapter of yeah. your novel. Yeah. Right. First chapter. Let fly. And then looked at me and said, okay, we've all done critiquing. You know, everybody said something except Sebastiana. Mm. You know, they all said things like... You know, your sentences are too long and, you know, whatever. You know, fair enough critique. A and then Frederick, he released what needed releasing from the dicey burrito mm. and the off curry. He relieved himself of God's gravy, as I like to call diarrhea. It, it, it spattered all over my face. Oh, dear. Right? I'm sorry. That can't be nice. You know, and then... Anything constructive in what he had to say? No. Right, so he was just quite quite nasty. I use the, the name of a band that that used to be a local band from where I'm from. and Just because I was trying to set time and place, not because I expected anybody to have heard of them. He, he went on about this for literally 10 minutes saying he'd never heard of this band and he didn't know why I'd use that name. And 10 minutes later, it was like he was picking up some of the results of his letting fly and like a bonobo monkey flinging in in my face. So not only did he, you know, through his sphincter, uh, splatter you with yeah. his very own God's gravy. I get the idea that he actually then sort of reached to grab some more. Yeah, yeah. The detritus yeah. on the floor. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he flung some Oh, at yeah. You. I don't know if bonobos do that. I know monkeys fling their waste. Mm. Uh, uh, so forgive me if I'm not being accurate here. But uh, he he was flinging. What's his issue with you mentioning a, a local band uh, he that's relevant to? But you're from Ohio originally. Yeah. Why should he have heard of every band from you know Ohio? He didn't like it, Dookie. That's what I'm saying. That's but all I'm saying. He didn't like it. He didn't like. He didn't like it at all. He didn't like it. God Almighty, did he not like it? He made it so clear 
his dislike of my use of this band name that I don't think I've actually got their CD mm. on my shelf because I was kind of a fan in the day. And I, I don't think that I'll ever be able to look at that CD again without feeling shame. The shame. Oh, you should not. You should not give Frederick that power. So then we had to do Sebastiana's piece with mm. the Chinese characters. Oh, right. I actually thought it was pretty good. You know, I can't begrudge her. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. And, and, you know, the people there thought it was pretty good. You know, they had a few things to say about it or whatever. It has all the promise of a young Hitler. That's pretty funny. Mm. You, you should come along. <laughs> so, you know, and I said to her, and I had written in my comments, pretty good. You know, great. And then... We go for more intellectual masturbation. By this time, it's 10 past 10. It, it, you mm. know, I'd been sitting there since 7. Mm. That's a long, you know, three hours is a long time. Three hours is a long time. And I think spending that length of time analyzing three different authors' work, that's a... And we got a baby crawling around. Mm. And uh, I got, you know... I'm sitting in a fog of this woman's hatred for me, which was a little trying. And, you know, I'm covered. In a splatter of God's gravy. Yeah, I, I'm covered in, in the results of his dicey burrito and curry. So, And I'm kind of sitting there thinking, you know, I, I kind of want to... What wanna, a cosmopolitan diet. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go. I, I, I want to go. I got to get up at five. It's 10 past 10. It's going to take me like 45 minutes to get home. I want to go. Mm. And the the intellectual masturbation continues. And I had a fear. You know, there's something about living in the city that maybe if you like live in the suburbs is, is not so big of a problem. I don't know if you guys have this problem. When you live in the city and, you know, you're mostly taking public transport, right? Unless you're riding a bike or driving a car. But mm. mostly you're you're taking the tube or a bus. Mm. There is a problem for me that is one of, if you're with people that you want to get away from, mm. you got the awkward walk to the station. Ah, uh, yes. Is that a problem? Oh, it's a regular problem. I have that problem terribly because i i even with people that you know that i don't mind i think well i'm tired now and i'm tired of talking and now and then you have to do that whole thing of which way are you going mm. and the, and the, and you're hoping that they'll say you know the complete opposite way i'm going south of the river i had a very unpleasant experience with a, a friend of mine's brother once and he was so deeply, deeply unpleasant in a really pervy, revolting way mm. um, that I just thought, I can't wait to get away from you because you're so pervy and revolting. He must have asked me, he said, which way are you going? And I mm. said, I'm going this way. And he said, oh, good, I'll come with you. And I was thinking, oh, please, please, I want to die. Because then you can't say, no, oh, no, actually, I'm going this way. So we had that long, awkward. It turns into a Lenny Kravitz song. Are you going to go my way? That's very good. Except it was more, please don't go my way. 
<laughs> so I had like an extra 20 minutes with this pervy weirdo all, all the way to the tube. And I was thinking, oh, please, I'd rather walk all the way home than I would have to spend another minute in your presence. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Because all I could think was, you know, surely some of these people are going to be going to the same tube station that I have to go to. And what am I going to do? So, I, 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 you know, it was play, you know, what, what if Sebastiana is heading to the same tube station as me? And what if, God forbid, she even has to take the same line as me in the same direction? Ooh. God, you know, what? So, uh, so all of a sudden, I'm starting to freak out. Like, I uh, I can't stand another minute with with you people. I, Dookie, mm. I, I've never done this before in my life. Uh, I jumped up, and I ran like a motherfucker. Usain Bolt would have looked at me running from Frederick's front door. To the tube station, which is about a 15-minute walk away from his house. Mm. He would have looked at me running and thought, wow, I wish I could run. The, what are you on? <laughs> he would have, yeah. I ran. I ran like, uh, like the wind. Were they still doing the intellectual wankery? Yeah, while you... they'd all gotten their big intellectual dicks out and they were wanking them away so when they were doing their brainy sword fight as it were yeah you decided to i ran to bolt i like to think that i'm kind of you know i might not sound it but i i try to be you know i try to have some social niceties mm. you know i try to be like you know say goodbye to people and you know say i'm gonna go now you know the crap that you gotta go through when you're a human <laughs> being who cares about whether other people think about them right mm. this time i didn't I, i'd lost my ability to give a shit and i jumped up i covered those 98 flights of stairs in approximately 30 seconds mm. And I ran up that road like the wind. Like cheetahs would have been looking at me going, Jesus Christ, she's like a blur. I if you ran. were a dog, you would be a greyhound. Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, Christ. Just be, I, I can't be on the tube with you guys. Having awkward small talk with somebody who quite clearly dislikes you is one of well, the... Worst you, things about you want to uh, know the peace day resistance. Life. So this this endless story of my shitty workshop actually does have an have an ending, maybe an epilogue. <laughs> well, I, I presume at some stage, poor Sylvia has to pick up the pieces because. Well, yeah. So before I got home, though, so I'm on the tube, and what happens in these writing workshops that people don't know is that they they've printed out a copy of your piece and they've written all over it, right, to give you comments. Oh, so each person who has read it yeah. will give the feedback. We, we, so we give their feedback because like that's what you're there for. days yeah, yeah. all over again. Which, which is fine. Mm. So they all gave them to me. So I come away with a stack of my my chapter with comments. So I decide like a dick. Oh, no, you're not going to read it. To just read after them the on the tube. Right. Okay. Mm, that's not... You know, and I'm going through them, going, you know, your sentences are too long. Curiosity uh, killed the monster. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. I leave Sebastianus to last because I'm thinking, well, she she didn't say anything. Mm. Yeah, do we need a drum roll for this? 
know what she wrote, Dookie? She wrote one thing. She wrote one sentence. She wrote, this is annoying. Oh, that's not exactly ornate language. Wow. wow. <laughs> this is annoying. This is annoying. Wow. So, yeah. I, I, uh, what, what an absolute jewel to have in a writing Yeah, yeah. It was pre- pretty good. Pretty this good. is annoying. But it wasn't followed by nope. anything constructive. Nope. This is annoying. I've had some harsh criticism in my time. You know, I'm not I'm not averse to this. I've done like writing boot camps, you know, where mm. they they tear you up and they tear you down so that they can build you back up. You know, it's, and, and it's fine. And and I've had some nice feedback and I've had some shitty feedback. I I had a professor once on on a course who actually read my thing and then just looked at me and said, "Where were you educated?" As though like, you know, only someone from Podunk University could write this pile of shit. Was his tone, and you know, I've I've survived that. And so you know, in a way, it's kind of nothing. But oh, it's something. You know, when you're going home on the tube and you're covered in dicey burrito diarrhea, mm. you're you're not feeling too robust by that point. No. Not to mention the fact that you've just spent an evening. With with the exception of Tess and the baby, uh, with basically a bunch of dickwads. Mm. <sighs> Sylvia, were you home when Marsha arrived? Oh, Dookie, I covered was home. in Frederick's. Oh, Dookie, gravy. Oh, Dookie, I was home. I think she's very brave, actually, because I actually would have been in tears. Where she just actually had the rage on. Right. And Dookie. All I can say is that there is a, it was a damn good thing that we had a bottle of whiskey in the liquor cabinet. Sometimes only whiskey will do. Yeah, poor, poor Sylv. You know, I don't... I would have been in tears. If somebody wrote to me that I was... Basically, I'm annoying, I, I would have been in tears. But she just took it in her stride. This and, is annoying. And, and, and she just... She just turned it into rage. So... Marsha, you were knocking back the whiskey after you got home. Yeah, Christ. In the knowledge that you had to get up at stupid a.m. Yeah. That proves that you were definitely in a bit of a state. Yeah, and and then I was like, well, I don't like to drink on a night before work because it's not, you know, it's not like I'm a neurosurgeon or whatever. But, you know, I I, want to do a good job for people because if I don't, then I don't get any more work. So... You know, so I couldn't drink too much. And then I had a really annoying work day. The day. Let's just say I had a journey the next morning that was that was pretty long. Right. You know, it was like one of those cheesy movies where where somebody hears the echo of something horrible in their head over like annoying, 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 annoying. You know, it's like that. This is annoying. Yeah, this is annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. So I'm like, you know, I got... A mantra. uh, Yeah, so I'm just like, oh, God, I'm really annoying. You know, and it's fine. I'm sure I am. I mean, listen to this voice. You're not going to have this voice and not annoy people, all right? That You know, I'm good with that. I'm fine. It's just that, wow, I've annoyed you, and you have... uh, You hate me, and you haven't even met me. And I'm like, wow, that's... that. It's just something else for me to get my head around. 
Like I can engender hatred in people who haven't even heard this voice, who haven't even clapped eyes on me, and all they've done is read a chapter of my fiction and and they they hate me. And I'm like, you know, it just takes a little philosophizing to to, to try to understand that. Maybe she was being really quiet because she knew that her review was really shit. No. And she was worried it would backfire. No. Maybe she's just a twunt. Dookie. Mm. I'm going back next week. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> wait, Dookie, I have wait, tried. Wait, wait, after all of that. Dookie, I have tried to talk her out of it. She will not listen to reason. Dookie, I have tried. This is the unexpected punchline. I have tried to talk her out of it, Dookie. Please help me. If any listeners want to phone in... You know, not that listeners do that nowadays. If you want to email in and please bolster my argument, because she is not listening to reason. Dukey Radio Show at gmail.com. I got to go back, Dukey. The following week, I couldn't go because I was actually away for work. Mm. So, you know, I was actually. So I suppose I could have gone, but I was on the train home and I was like, do I want to lug my suitcase up his 98 flights of stairs to sit around and watch people get their big intellects out, start stroking them? Or do I want to go home and have dinner? You know, and, you know, dinner one. So, And then the week after that, I thought, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I don't want to. I don't want to. So, so now I look like a dick because what it looks like is that I showed up. Are you worried that they might think that you're weak or something? Dookie, what it looks like is that I, I, I showed up for the first night. I got Frederick's dicey burrito diarrhea all over me. Uh, I got... Hated by Sebastiana, no one else had anything particularly positive to say. And I look like now, and then I don't don't go back for the following two up until Christmas. And I look like, oh, she couldn't handle it. And so she's gone. And and that's not the case. It's just I don't want to sit around philosophizing and wanking my giant intellect when, uh, you know, I could be watching television. I don't want to do that. Mm. You know, if something's good, let's just say it's good. Like, can I get on with my life? Mm. I don't want to talk about should the maid servant be a cheerleader. I don't want to. I don't care. That's. Uh, Was that <laughs> genuinely a suggestion? It might as well have been. So, <laughs> uh, so I don't want to look like that. Because, I don't know, it just grates on me. So, Frederick sends an email saying it's my turn to submit again. So, I'm not only going back, but I'm also being critiqued again. And I said to him, you know, I, you know, if somebody else wants to be critiqued, can they please step in? Because I don't want to look like the woman who only shows up when she's being critiqued. And he said, oh, don't worry about that. It's fine. Could you please submit? So I was like, all right. So I, I don't know. In the phrase. Please help me, Dookie. In the phrase dictionary, I'm looking at the 2017 edition. Just yes. came out. 
and I'm looking up Glutton for Punishment. Marsha, there's a photo of you. I'm thinking more masochistic. Oh, I'm thinking word. more... I think there's something more to it than that. Marsha, why? You know what? Maybe it's the reason I'm, I'm talking about this all, all over your podcast here to your poor listeners who are having to listen to this. Maybe because something in me kind of enjoys the rage. So you enjoy the misery. I'm not saying I enjoy it, but... You know when, I don't know, don't you kind of enjoy getting ahead of rage on sometimes? I know what you mean, but getting feedback in the form of this is annoying isn't exactly useful. The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Yeah. And she's not going to be there. Oh. Which I'm really disappointed about because part <laughs> of the reason I wanted to go back was just so I could, like, I don't know. Is this? See what happens. Like, why? I don't know. What, find out. Like, why, you know, your hatred is very, for me, is very interesting to me. Is this uh, a bit of a Seinfeldian thing? You know, there's an episode of Seinfeld where yeah. George Costanza, I don't remember the context, but I do remember the line, which is, she hates me so much, Jerry. I think I love her. Yeah, well, yeah. It's not like she hates me so much that I kind of love her. It's more like she hates me so much. I find it absolutely fascinating. Mm. That, But, you know, I guess I've read stuff by people where I just thought, you sound like a dick, and I kind of hate you, and I, I've never met you. I don't know who you are. So maybe she thought, but I thought my piece is pretty innocuous. You know, I'm not... You know, I'm not saying anything controversial. It's fiction. I don't know if Frederick would agree. Yeah, Jesus, man. So he wants oh, to be and a teacher. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why else I want to go back. Part of the reason Frederick is doing this is because he wants to become a teacher, right? Of creative writing. So he said, I'm going to give these free workshops. And in exchange, the only thing that I would ask for is feedback on how I can improve my teaching. Oh. Ha-ha! Right? <laughs> so what do I do for a living? I stand up in front of people and I teach them stuff. He he ain't going to know what hit him. <laughs> so revenge. I'm, revenge. So this is going to be... So today's Sunday and this is coming up on Thursday, right? Mm. It's going to be Thursday night. So for dinner on Wednesday, I'm thinking about, you know, like one time I ate the sausage and I looked at it and I thought, this isn't cooked all the way through. And like an idiot, I ate it anyway. I was young. I was like 15 and and I ate it anyway. And, and, you know, wow, did I pay for it? Wow. I mean, it was like, you know, Mm. all the powers of the almighty were coming out of my butthole. Right. Mm. So, I'd imagine also uh, your mouth as well. That's that's food poisoning. Uh, man, I mean, wow. You know, we've all been there. In some guys, we've all had some kind of food poisoning, you know. So I'm thinking Wednesday night, I might just buy some dicey sausages that maybe are teetering on the edge of their expiration date. Uh, maybe cook them until they're just pink. Uh, and the next night, say to Frederick, you know how you were wanting some feedback? Well, here you go. 
<laughs> Revenge is a dish best served undercooked. Revenge is a dish best served porky and undercooked. <laughs> so, so it's vindication and revenge. If you're going to be going for that very reason, by the way, you might as well put a spoonful of asbestos on his dodgy and decidedly dicey sausage. Um, Dookie. That I can understand. Yes, Sylvia. Now, I gave her some whiskey on the night that she came, came mm. home, because she, but she couldn't have lots because she was working and she was getting up in a matter of hours. But on the next day was Friday. Now, I happen to always have a stash of Valium on or about my person. Because I think that that's, well, you know, because that's just the way I roll. <laughs> it's it's called being American, I suppose. Yeah, that's the way <laughs> I roll. I believe that you should, about your person or in your house somewhere, that you should always have a stash of antibiotics, which I do. Mm. You should always have a stash of some sort of benzodiazepine, which is Valium. Uh, not to be patronizing, but you know. Um, I think that you should always have those two things around the house. Right. So, because that's, that's the way. Did you see that comedians in cars getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld when he interviewed Obama? Yes, I have. Now, say what you will about Obama. I know that, you know, many people have, have things to say about his politics, and that's fine. I've always thought that he's a dude. And... He was the doodliest dude in the world. And and one of the things he said to Jerry Seinfeld has changed my life. And because he said that he shaves before he goes to the gym. And Jerry said to him, you shave before you go to the gym. Well, that's a bit odd. Why do you do that? And our dear Barry Obama said to him, because that's the way I do it. And I don't need a reason. And that makes it sound a bit assy. And I don't, I mean, he kind of said it with a twinkle in his eye. So like mm. it, on somebody else, that would be quite an assy thing to say. But with him, it wasn't. It was just kind of a doodly thing to say. And I thought to myself, because that's the way I do it. And I don't need a reason. I love that so hard. So I keep lots of Valium in my house because that's the way I do it. And I don't need a reason. So that was a very long tangent, Dookie. And I'm very sorry for that. The Friday night after, mm. I treated Martha to a nice little 10 milligram tablet of Valium. <laughs> so, it was a treat. <laughs> Dickie, it was like, a, it was, it was like, you know, when you treat yourself, like when I get home, I'm going to have like a whole thing of, you know, Hagen does rum raisin or, you know, whatever your thing is. And all day, I'm having an annoying day. I've been up since five. The journey was horrible, you know, and I've still got, you're annoying. You're annoying. You're annoying. And going throughout my head all day long. And I just thought, you know, I got a treat waiting for me. I got a, how many? 10 milligrams, which is quite a lot. I got a 10 milligram pill waiting for me that I am looking forward to. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was just what the Sylvia ordered. <laughs> I'll tell you something, Dookie. Did you order that from the subcontinent by any chance? My sources are my sources. Mm. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be doing a, a Barack Obama there. 
So, yeah, I, so this is... Whiskey and benzos. So, yeah, so, you know, I'm not recommending this. You know, there are other ways of, you know, mellowing yourself out. Yeah, and, like quitting a, you know, let's not, a shit rising club. Let's let's not get carried away with the downers here. Uh, uh, but, you know, this is Thursday and I'm not working on Friday. So I'm thinking a little treat might... In fact, maybe I should do it before. What oh. would that be like? As long as you maybe don't we'll fall just give asleep you on just it's a going nice on. little two milligram. A little two <laughs> milligram. Sylvia has become a dealer. A little two milligram. I'll slip down. You won't even feel it. Mm. Except that you'll just feel a little bit less hatred <laughs> in your heart. <laughs> The next thing you know, you're going to become a Xanax addict. All of a sudden, I'm going to be looking at Dave Eggers going, yeah, you know, all right, whatever. Oh, it's a, sorry, can you, uh, would you mind saying that in Chinese instead? <laughs> I might be able yeah. to understand your point Yeah, clearly. ain't that good. So, uh, Dookie? Yes. Thursday night. So, you know, people will be listening to this uh, whatever day. Uh, just, just be thinking about me on... A certain day and, you know, be with me in your thoughts. That That's all I'm asking for. Absolutely. And... I would go a little bit easy on the Valiant, though. That could be... That could be listen, a disaster. If I have to put up with another half an hour of a load of people fucking around with biscuits... I'm gonna go postal, Dookie, and if it's two milligrams that keeps me from doing that, you know, what's the, uh, you know, I'm not, I'll go postal with my ballpoint, you know, I'll just start stabbing people in the eyes with that thing, and if two milligrams are gonna take the edge off of that, Mm. and keep everybody's eyeballs intact, then what's the harm? If it keeps your murderous feelings at bay. Yeah. Fair enough. When it comes time for you to give Frederick his feedback, I've got a suggestion. Yeah. Just tell him he's annoying. I'll do that. Sylvia and Marsha, it has been a slice of writing club hell, but also conversational heaven having you both here on the Dukey Radio Show. Uh, Sylvia, you Thank be a- you for listening to me. <laughs> and Sylvia, thanks for looking after Marsha. No problem. Well, that's your lot. Marsha is incredibly committed to her writing and the fact that she's willing to brave the weaponry that will no doubt be on display at her next group's meeting is a testament to that. You've been listening to Right Said Fred. My name is Dookie and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Thanks for listening. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. On Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find It will not take an age
Facebook www.facebook.com forward slash The Dookie Radio Show The Dookie Radio Show The thin white Dookie is right Click your way to the Dookie Radio Show Facebook page www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. <laughs> <laughs> 